thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to tonight's episode of Bible News Video. Just kidding. <laughs> this is Bible News Radio, people. Hey, you know what? Earlier tonight, Randall said, you know, we've been doing this show on video for five years. Maybe we should change the name. We're not going to change the name. You know, just so you know. So, But what we are going to do tonight is we have an interview that I have been super excited to do for so many reasons. First of all, you know, I've been booking guests for 16 years. Yeah, I have. And there's people that I talk to that actually book these guests with me. And I, tonight's guest is one of those people. But she isn't just a publicist and somebody that helps people do that. She's actually an author, a storyteller, and just fun. I'm just saying. You're going to love the guests I have on tonight. Yeah, you are. This book here, This Life We Share, and then the subtitle says 52 Reflections on Journeying Well with God and Others by Maggie Wellam Rowe. Yeah. And endorsed by Beth Moore. Mm-hmm. And the foreword is by Sandra McCracken. Yep. You guys, you're in for a treat. Not only is the demographic of our audience going to love this book, but all you people out there, you're going to want to buy this book as a gift. Yeah, you are. I might, your, my earpiece just fell out. Yeah, it did. But that's okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to go ahead. I want you to share this out on whatever platform you're on. And, uh, and then... Literally, after this opening music is over, phone just fell, people. Yeah, it did. We're going to go ahead <laughs> and we're going to talk to Maggie about her book. And I can't wait. I so, so can't wait. So welcome to Bible News Radio, people. If you're on Periscope, if you're, tr- if you're on Twitter, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, uh, if you're on Twitch.live, wherever you're at, please share this out. It'll be worth it. I promise you. All right. All right, let me, let me read the official bio. Okay, here it is on the back of the book. Yeah, it is. It could be a lot longer, I'm sure. But this is what it says here. Maggie Wellam Rowe is a national speaker, dramatist, blogger, and writer. She performs an original one-woman drama and is passionate about connecting people to God and each other. She lives in Asheville, North Carolina with her husband, Mike, and they have three adult children and five grandchildren. And you can go visit her website, maggierow.com. It sounds just the way it's spelled. So you can just go there. And, you know, without further ado, Maggie, welcome to Bible News Radio. Hey. I am so glad you're here. Yeah, I am. Thank you, Stacy. I am so thrilled to be here. It's just amazing after how long we've known each other working in a different capacity and now to be able to be with you uh, as an author and a guest. It's just uh, it's a reminder that God can and does anything yeah he did uh it's just so fun okay so first of all um tell everybody a little bit about you know where where you worked you know because like how we connected because sure okay well i've like anybody my age i'm what they say is a woman of a certain age i've had a number of different careers through my life been married 44 years have raised children which you already mentioned 
I directed women's ministries for a number of years out in New England. And that's what really launched me into a speaking ministry. So I'm primarily a speaker, teacher, dramatist. I never was a writer. But then in an unusual way, we had moved to a pastorate in the Chicago area, actually Wheaton, Illinois. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, child number three was going into college and I applied for and got a job at Tyndale House Publisher, which is one of the world's largest independent Christian publishers. And many guests you've had on the show in past years have uh, come from Tyndale House. So it was my job to work with wonderful hosts, uh, producers uh, like yourself, and to be able to help authors get their message out um, through any means possible, reviews and interviews. And then in a kind of an amazing turn of event, one of the things that God led me into years ago, Stacy, was a drama ministry that has really gone across the country where I tell the stories of women of the historic Christian faith, Mary, mother of Jesus, Amy Carmichael, uh, Jonathan Edwards' wife, Sarah, and others. And while I was doing a presentation several years ago, unbeknownst to me, there was a publisher in the audience. Uh, publisher of the Navigator, Nav Press, which is the publishing arm of the Navigators. Right. Uh, he followed me on Facebook where I blog, I link my blog to my social media platforms. And he wrote and said, I think you have a book in you. And I cried, Stacey Lynn, and I thought, well, nobody would ever paid to publish the kind of stuff I write. And he said, well, try me, send us a proposal. And long story short, that was three years ago. And the book that you so kindly showed everyone, This Life We Share, just released two months ago in the midst of a pandemic. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> but but for me, I, I don't mind telling you my age. I'm so grateful to have lived this long. And it really is the goal of everybody to live long, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, it's sort of what we work for. And I just turned 67. And so at this season in life, to realize God is launching me into a new career as a writer is to me unimaginable. And it's a reminder that God is no respecter of persons. He can use people of any age to accomplish his purposes. So I hope that'll encourage somebody who's listening or, or uh, watching us right now that uh, God can use you as a vessel and put you to the forefront anytime he so chooses. And that's what he did for me. I so know it's, it's, it's so cool. First of all, you're one of the coolest publicists I work with, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, first of all, cause you know, us hosts, we get to talk to a lot of people. And sometimes publicists make you mad, but, <laughs> but you're yeah, they're like the gatekeepers. And... They, yeah, exactly. But honestly, honest... invisible people who control access. Yeah. Well, yeah, but honestly, this book, seriously, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever watched my show and it's okay if you haven't, but when I, you know, when I hammer a book a lot that it's because I've actually read it and, <laughs> and, you know, Yay. And all that, and I have, I have here. You see, I don't know if you can see it, but I have this thing dog-eared. I have parts I under, underlined. Oh, love to have their books dog-eared or highlighted. I yeah, I like one. I read it with a highlighter in my hand because I want to go back and be able to share parts. And yeah, so Stacy Lynn, I appreciate that so much. They, I have to tell you, when they decided to do it in hardcover, I was, I just cried because, as you know, from all the books you've gotten review copies of, most books are trade paper. They just have to be because of costs. Right. So for them to believe in in this story and enough to put it in hardcover, because the publisher said, he said, Maggie, I believe this is evergreen. Because what they had wanted was a book for readers of all ages, primarily women, but mm -hmm. I, I had been getting notes from men. I just got another one today and I'm kind of like amazed. It's like the book was given to their wives. And they're reading it when the wife isn't looking. And I, 
And I thought that's great because, you know, the gospel is not written in pink or blue. Right. It is. It's the red letter edition. It's for everybody. Right. So, so the stories in the this life we share, which are just about living well with God and others, they really are for everybody. Even though they're written through my filter, of course, as a woman. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so that's that's the lens. But I'm really thrilled for how it's resonating in the midst of a pandemic when you can't really buy it in bookstores because yeah. there aren't many open. No, there isn't. But you know, I mean, you're you you said you're 67, which I know because I read I read that chapter. I was. Oh yes, I, I tell it. I, I tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. But you I was know, just glad I lived to write the book. I tell you, I was so relieved when I hit send. <laughs> well, I didn't want to die in the writing. I'm, I'm, I'll be 52 in a few months, and I don't well, have you're children. Just a baby, Stacey. I, I know. I play pickleball <laughs> with people older than you, just so you know. So yeah, I, I get it. But I, <laughs> I have to tell you, uh, there's just so many great chapters in this, and and this chapter. I want to start out with this one. There's so many. I don't even know where to start because they're all great. But Reflection 20, uh, what I saw at the gym on Mulberry Street. I almost cried when I read this because I was I was going, yeah, I've been there. And then that whatever thing. And then I go, oh, I didn't even see that coming. Tell us about that. You don't mind, right? You don't mind talking about this? No, I don't this? mind at all. No, it's a true story. Yes, I love this. Center. It was a fitness center that I was at uh, back in Wheaton, Illinois, where we used to live. And I went in and... You know, it, uh, it was actually a fitness center at a local college. So, and I was able to, as a local resident, able to have a membership there. But it meant that most people were younger than I was who were there. They were staff or faculty or students. And and I was a little self-conscious. You know, most of the time, I hoped that I was invisible. But I was self-conscious because of the fact that I felt like I had at least 20 extra pounds stuffed in my workout clothes. And Stacy, without even realizing it, you know, when you're on a workout bike or you're on a treadmill, you've got nothing to do but look straight ahead or look at the people around you. And I unconsciously was sort of mentally critiquing people. And then the story I tell in the book is that a teenager came in and she was wearing a t-shirt and I happened to glance over and the t-shirt just said, whatever on the front. And I thought, I kind of rolled my eyes and I thought, oh yeah, one of those, <laughs> you know, the ultimate expression of postmodern uh, boredom. Right. And then she turned around. And I saw it, what was on the back of her shirt. And it said, whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is excellent, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is a good report, think on these things. It was scripture on her shirt. And I thought, I am busted here. <laughs> while I've been working out my body, my mind has been running amok. And I've been mentally critiquing people, including the wearer of the whatever t-shirt, right. until I realized what that whatever meant. And I felt like God really convicted me that it was time to discipline my mind as well as my body and not instantly judge people. And I thought how easily we judge by first impression. I mean, we, and, and so we need to look to ourselves before we can ever be critical of somebody else. So thanks. You're the first interviewer who's called out that story. And that's one of my favorites. Yeah, I love it. Well, and I, I think part of the reason why I love it is because, you know, I'm writing my own book. And one of the stories I tell in my own book, and, and I, I really resonate with how you write because you're, it's like a journal to me. That's how, that's how I'm reading it. Yes. And one day I was at Pickleball and an older lady, well, probably about your, well, maybe a little bit older than you, was playing and she's kind of slow and annoying me. You know, in, internally, I'm like, nobody else wants to play with her. Urgh. You know, it's not a hard game. And I'm like, you know, 
I'm going to go play with her. I'm going to suck it up and I'm just going to play because I'm a nice person and God will reward me in heaven. Right. You know, and I, uh, uh, started playing with her and, and, and then it was really packed. All these people started coming in and still nobody wanted to really play. And so I was hanging out and talking to people and I said, uh, I started to say, Hey, you know, can, can you tell me something that you went through in your life that you, that you never thought you would get through? And that I'm a retired marriage and family therapist, in case you didn't know that. And, no, I did know that. Yeah. yeah. And That's so, a perceptive question. Yeah. So, you know, just asking deep questions on the pickleball court, you know. Anyway, long <laughs> story short, I had I had a couple of older men say, oh, I went through a divorce, bankruptcy, you know, and they got tears in their eyes and stuff. And then I went up to this lady who was irritating the daylights out of me, you know, and, and I said, what about you? You know, what's something you've gone through that I never that you never thought you would get through. And she says to me, learning to walk twice all over again. And immediately I felt like a jerk, you know? Mm. (laughs) So I asked her her story and she explained she got hit by a car when she was a child and had to learn how to walk. And then she ended up uh, falling off a horse when she was older. So do you think that changed how I looked at her when I played against her the next time? Yeah, it did. And it's it's exactly kind of the point of that chapter for you. Is this, it, it is. It's really how we develop empathy, Stacey Lenite. Yeah. Uh, there's another chapter, I forget which one it is, but where I talk about the difference between sympathy and empathy, that sympathy sends flowers or a card or takes a meal and, and expresses mm-hmm. sorrow. And that's great. We, there's times that we all need to express sympathy and, and there's times that we gratefully receive it. But empathy puts ourselves in the place of somebody else and thinks, how do they feel? And in the country we live in right now that is so polarized and divided, empathy, to me, it's a, it's a sign of mental health. It's a chance to say, well, Mike's, your experience wasn't mine, but, but scripture calls me to listen. I think one of the least appreciated verses was James, the half-brother of Jesus, who said, be quick to listen, um, slow to speak, and slower still to become angry. And can you imagine if our world would pay attention to that instruction how different even social media would be. Oh yeah. If we just be quicker to listen to others. Doesn't mean we have to agree. It doesn't mean we have to have the same worldview, but we can listen until they feel like they've been heard. And then perhaps it gives a chance to speak into their lives. So good listeners are, are uh, rare, I think in our world, but so very important. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's interesting talking to a lot of younger people, the millennials, you know, generation or whatever you want to call them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've talked to so many who have said to me, I wish we, we never had the phone, the cell phone, because they do not know what it's like. I, I've had a couple of them tell me, you know, you have no idea what it's like to, to never go out to dinner by ourselves because we always have these phones. You know, it's a constant right. interruption. And it really is true. And I think it actually ties into this in chapter 21 of your book, What what We Can't See, which is a, another great chapter where you're like, again, I'm like, oh my gosh, Maggie, why don't you just make me cry? People <laughs> get a book of Kleenex or something when you're reading this book. Because, you know, I, I was reading this and, you know, you started out talking about um, a plant, basically, and that I never noticed. Yeah. Because it only bloomed once a year and otherwise it was invisible to me. Yeah. And so, yeah, you want to tell that story? Sure. Yeah. Because the, the, the main uh, 
the woman I wrote the story about actually is somebody you you might have known. Her name was Margie. She's with the Lord now, but she was she was a colleague of mine at uh, Tyndale House Publishers, mm -hmm. and she had the rare ability of really seeing people. So in that chapter, I wrote what we uh, what we can see or what we can't see. It's I originally had called it the Invisible Woman, and then they changed it for the book. But interestingly enough, that you had mentioned that one, Stacy Lynn, because of the fifty two chapters in the book that's the one that landed me the book contract that was their favorite one mm -hmm. and the rest of the book followed from that but the story was a true story uh, that opened with me going to work one day and suddenly seeing that the bushes outside the employee entrance had burst into bloom and I thought why do I not see these well it's because they're beautiful two weeks of the year and otherwise we don't notice them and then right after I buzzed myself into the building I ran into somebody I barely knew who asked me about my colleague, Margie, who had recently taken a medical leave of absence because she was battling a metastatic breast cancer. And I, I was surprised and I said, oh, I, you know, we don't work with your department. I'm surprised that you know Margie. And she said, oh, she, she wouldn't know me. But one day when I was at the uh, microwave in the cafeteria warming up my lunch, she stopped and she looked at me and she said, oh, what a beautiful pink sweater. You look so pretty today. And this woman, I, I forget the name I gave her in the book. I changed her name, even though it's a very complimentary story. She got tears in your eyes. And it's like she said to me, Maggie, nobody ever notices me. You know, I live alone. Nobody knows whether I get up in the morning or whether I come home at night. Nobody sees me. And, and I won't describe her appearance, but she was typical of many women of middle age to later years who are just invisible to the world. And yet my colleagues saw her. And this woman never forgot that. And she had tears in his, her eyes. And she said, please tell Margie that the woman in the pink sweater said hello. And with tears in her eyes, she scuttled away. And, and it's interesting when the book came out, the publishing company where I used to work at uh, Tyndale actually took that story and put it in the employee newsletter because Margie is oh. with the Lord now. But it was a chance to honor her and say to everyone else, we need to be a Margie. We need to be the kind of woman who sees people that are invisible to everybody else because they might not have anybody else in their world. So it was a real reminder to me to try to be the kind of person who tracks joy into a room. Mm -hmm. And that was my friend Margie. So yeah. thanks for asking about that. Yeah. That, I mean, like I said, there's like every single chapter. I mean, did you cry a lot right in this book? Just curious, because oh, Stacy Lynn, in fact, <laughs> they absolutely. I I joke in the book that I am a frequent crier. Uh -huh. yeah. You know, we all, a lot of us who travel, we're part of frequent flyer. You know, we get points for freak, being a frequent <laughs> flyer. But right. I have joked for thirty years that I'm part of the frequent criers club and we get points for that too actually you don't get points but we should right because tears are important in god's sight but i cried a lot writing it because it brought back wonderful memories it brought back painful memories uh in fact i was invited to come up to tyndale house it's actually a nav press book i know which is that uh, <laughs> nav press is in not an imprint but it's a it's a boutique publisher in colorado springs who acquires and edits their own books and then they have a partnership, an alliance with Tyndale House, as you know, from working with both publishers. And then Tyndale does the marketing distribution. So when I mention both of them, it's because they work together. It's a beautiful partnership. But Tyndale, on behalf of Nav Press, invited me to come up the week that the book launched, which I was supposed to have a big launch party. And of course, COVID, we couldn't have a gathering. But I went up anyway, and we recorded the audio book, which just came out this week. That's cool. And 
I never dreamed I'd have a chance to record the audio book. I've recorded other people's. I used to be a voiceover artist, but I never thought I would, anybody would ask me to do my own. And it took two and a half days of from eight in the morning till five at night, reading aloud. And, and a couple of times I choked up and I said to the technician, should we stop? Do we need to do over? He said, no, keep going. He said, that's how you felt when you wrote it. It's okay to let them hear the tears in your voice because life is hard. Yep. And, and sometimes they're tears of happiness and gratitude. It's like, why do we cry at weddings? Right. Actually, joy. Well, so joy and sorrow, <laughs> it's not one or the other. It's both. And that's life. That's, and that's, that's this life we share. I, yeah. And you know what? That's the title of your book. Yes. <laughs> that was so good. Did you see how well, you did that? <laughs> well, it's amazing how the, I forget what the original title. Oh, I'll tell you the, this funny story with the original title. Okay. There's a famous quote from C.S. Lewis, the wonderful British apologist for the Christian faith. Uh, it's called The Four Loves, where he, in English, mm -hmm. we only have L-O-V-E, which goes everything from, oh, I love peanut butter to I love my husband. So it, right. But in Greek, it has a lot more nuance. There is erotic or romantic love. There's friendship love, phileo. Uh, there's spiritual love, agape. But when we talk about the, the love that's between friends, C.S. Lewis once said, friendship begins when one person says to the other, oh, you too? I thought I was the only one. And so I wanted to call the book, You Too. Mm -hmm. That was my original title. And when I submitted the proposal three years ago, that was right when the Me Too movement was starting. Oh, no. And we thought, <laughs> oh, maybe not, because that's not what this book is about. Right. This book is about empathy, and it's about me saying to readers, oh, oh, you too? Have, have you been through this too? You know, I have too. Let's talk about it. Let's walk together, because God never meant for us to live life alone. So, so we didn't call the book You Too, but... Uh, they suggested something and I wrote back and we tweaked it a little bit. And what we ended up was this life we share. And amazingly, I Googled it on Amazon and nobody else had it, which is astonishing because there's millions of books out there. I know. And you can't copyright book titles. But I love the title now because to me, we do share this life. Yes. And the God of our journey is infused in every moment of it. And otherwise, how could we get through? I mean, this year, 2020 has been brutal for people. There's yeah. not one of us who's been unaffected. So my heart goes out to those who are watching or listening to us now who have maybe lost livelihoods or friends, or they've certainly they've lost the ability to get together with loved ones. It has been the hardest year, certainly in my 67. So all the more important that we have a chance to share our experiences in books because those can go where we can't go physically anymore. I know. Isn't that amazing? And it is hard. You know, I was listening just right before here, right before I did this, I was listening to a, I happened to stumble upon Abby Johnson. She was giving a, 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 a rant on, and I never watch her. She just somehow came through my feed. I was like, Hey, that's yeah, Abby. Johnson. Abby, the pro-life activist. Yeah. Used to be a Planned Parenthood director. Yeah. yeah. I was actually her publicist when that book came out. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, yeah. So she was talking about how she was in a store and this guy was, uh, this older guy in his 70s was looking at baby formula and trying to get some and and he he walked away and she felt impressed to buy it and go give it to him and when she did he started to cry because he said I was about ready to steal that oh really yeah because he couldn't afford it to, for oh. his for his daughter's baby so I was like 
why am I crying at this? <laughs> and then she got really mad and she started, you know, saying everybody out there debating about those masks or, you know, that's the stupidest thing you can be doing right now because people like this are wanting baby formula for their babies. So. Oh, well, I don't know about the mask part. That's another subject. But the, the baby formula, I'm glad that she had the eyes to see that person's need and that she listened to the Holy Spirit who said, you go buy that formula because we all know if my yeah. grandkids were visiting recently mm -hmm. and I went out and bought diapers and I was, uh, I can't believe how much diapers cost. Yeah. I mean, my, my kids are in their thirties. I haven't bought diapers in years and oh boy, 25 bucks for a big box of diapers. It's, yeah. I don't know how young parents afford it. They don't. So, That's the problem. <laughs> exactly. It's wonderful uh, when we can see somebody else's need and step forward. Yeah. And so, I mean, this again ties into, I got stuck in the twenties <laughs> in your, in <laughs> your, okay. there's 32 more after that. I know, but it's just like, there's, there's so many of these that are so great. I mean, you have, uh, I don't even know. I know we only got a couple of minutes left. This is, uh, okay. Which, which one should I do? 22 <laughs> or should I do? Well, there's two other ones that I, I thought were really cool. Okay. So, so no more false face. That's always resonated with me, that type of thing. And then you have your 10 commandments of friendship. And I thought that took a lot of nerve to write about that. Uh, and, but the reason I say that is because as you know, women, just saying. <laughs> just, uh, that's right. Well, that's why I wrote the book. I have several chapters. As, as you know, it's divided into four sections. The first is called the inner journey. So it's on our mental and emotional health which is something we all share, whether we're single or married or in college or in assisted living. Right. And then the second part is the intentional journey, which is the everyday choices we make, passion, purpose, calling, vocation. And then there's the relational journey, which is where the, the sections are on friendship. And, and you, if you got that far, you know, I tell some stories where the bad guy is me, the failure was on me. So a lot of what I've learned, I've learned the hard way. And that's why I wrote those 10 commandments right. of friendship which sort of based on the original 10, but, but that to me, the most important takeaway from that one, Stacy, is the fact that somebody else's name, our friends' names need to be safe in our mouth that I have learned even when I mean well, and it's a prayer request or something where I think, oh, that person would really want people to know, oh no, it's not my, it's not my story to tell. So my husband is a pastor and I have learned from him. He never shares parishioners needs even with me unless he has their express permission because they need to be able to trust their clergy person and so i've learned from him if people even ask oh we're so and so i haven't seen her da 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 i'm not going to say well you should pray for her because no 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 not unless she said please tell people so we need to be just be careful that people know that we don't talk about them until we've talked to them and then gotten their permission to share that that way people know that uh we can be trusted yeah, that's so important. That that's so, and it it, it you you would think that how do I say this? I've learned I'm learning to be more gracious, Maggie. Just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> I have the gift of exhortation and not always <laughs> encouragement sometimes, and so it's like, okay, I I remember many years ago, uh, I was in a church and I was about twenty one, twenty two years old, and I wasn't married yet. I was single, going through a lot of stuff. And this woman befriended me in the church. And she called me up one day. This was way before cell phones. I actually had the phone. 
And she talked to me, she prayed with me, encouraged me and everything. And then when the conversation was over, she hung the phone up, except it didn't hang up. And I didn't hang up because then I started hearing her talk to the other woman that was there. And I heard stuff. And I'm, you know, not real happy about what I heard. And to make a long story short, I think you kind of know where this went. Yep. And uh, it it was just one of those things that taught me a real lesson that young, you know, that you got to be very careful about that. And I'm just as guilty as the next guy, especially with my closer friends. And somehow we think it's okay even with the closer friends, right? But it's not because it's it's, all the more important to guard those friendships. (coughs) Those are the ones that we really cherish. And they, you know, I love to say it's important to catch new friends who are fit to make old friends out of, but they won't become old friends if we violate the boundaries of friendship and and right. the most important friendship, of course, is ours with Jesus. He said, you are my friends. If, if you do what I command. Right. So it's wonderful to think that we can be friends of God. Well, how, how awesome. And, and he doesn't judge us. You know, I love that verse in Romans says, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, he's not, he's not judging us. He's simply saying, I, you know, I sent my son to die on the cross to pay the price for your sins. And therefore you are you are clean in my sight. You are accepted. So as you know, that's where the book ends with talking about the fact that what does it mean to be a friend of God? Because mm-hmm. without that, the rest of the book, yeah, um, it, it, it could you could find it maybe anywhere. But without that vital friendship with God uh, that secures our eternal home, you know, we, the most important thing we can share with, with a very needy world. That's, so. yep, that's right. And, you know, I want you to know that I had published this. I have a Daily Disciples Facebook group that I, I did a whole video on this yesterday. I read a, I read a whole chapter in there and a couple of the oh, comments wonderful. that, yeah, a couple of the comments came through said, hey, I just ordered the book. And, oh, and thank all, you. And well, all that. And I both thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, I love this book. I do. <laughs> just so you know. And Thank you. Uh, so tell everybody where they can get it. Cause you know, uh, and, and what, what other stuff that you're doing? Cause you know, I, I would oh, love sure. to have people, you know, follow you and stuff. Cause the other thing, wait, before I, before I forget this, everybody, the chapters in this book, tell everybody how you, you lined out the chapters, because this is more than just, you read the devotional. There's a ton of stuff in here. This is like a top secret, but to me, a Bible study and a hidden yeah. in a devotion, you know, right. It's not really a devotional, but when it came out, we said it's kind of a Christian living uh, devotional mashup. It's got devotional elements. It's got discussion questions. In fact, I know several churches that are using it for summer Bible study because they're doing it over Zoom and people don't have time to watch an hour video or do a 10 page lesson, but they'll read one reflection and they'll read the scripture and they'll read the questions and they talk about it and it's doable for them. So uh, you can really get it anywhere online. Amazon, of course, the Mighty Zon, they mm-hmm. have it. Um, <laughs> in fact, they have it for a really low price right now, under $15, which is pretty amazing for a 260-page hardcover book. So Amazon has it, uh, although they don't need our business there. <laughs> but uh, Christian Book Distributors yes. has it. Uh, Barnes & Noble does. You can order it directly from Tyndale House or Nav Press, where the publishers I'm trying to think where else. Those would be the big ones, I guess. There aren't. If you have a local bookstore, by all means, patronize them because it is. I always say, go to the brick and mortar store first. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Barnes and Nobles are starting to open now. And if you have a faith-based bookstore in your in your town, like my our little bookstore, Blue Ridge Books, is open and they're carrying it. And I'm so thankful people are going in because it's helping the bookstore stay alive. Yeah. So they can find it really anywhere books are sold. And again, the title is just, um, you know, This Life We Share, 52 Reflections on Journeying Well with God and Others. Or if they go to simply my website, Stacy, it's my online home. As you mentioned, it's just maggierow.com, M-A-G-G-I-E-R-O-W-E.com. They could sign up for my blog. I blog once a week and I often give stuff away. Like this week, I'm giving away somebody else's book on grief because I felt like it was so important. Mm -hmm. So I blog every week and simply called View from the Ridge because I live uh, in a home, as you read in the book, it's called Peace Ridge. It's in the Blue Ridge Mountains, uh, west of Asheville. And I've, as they say, North Carolina is where God gets his mail. I don't know how true <laughs> that is, but that's what they like to say. So the best way is they can just go to my website, click on the book, and it'll take them to a bunch of different places where they could get it. But I'd be so grateful for people that do and spread the words and give us a review online, because that's really the only thing getting the word out during uh, the difficult days that we're living in when so many stores are still closed. So thanks for giving me the chance to say that. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go review it. I will review it for you. Yay. Please do. For sure. Yeah. We, you have to cross that magic hundred threshold so that the algorithms begin to um, kick in and, and do it. And you can't ask family or close personal friends. So we'll just pretend that we don't know each other, <laughs> but I know you'll be objective and I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, the truth is, this is the first time I've actually talked to you in person. <laughs> I, I know we were. We've had an email relationship for years, booking booking other authors. So who knew? I know. I will. That's why I think it's funny because you know I feel like I know you, but well, I mean I do a little bit better because of the book. But uh, but yeah, I actually saw your pictures on uh, on your Facebook when you when you did the book signing and all that. And I just thought that was so cool. I mean, oh, it was. It's that so cool. was a god thing, Stacy, because. The uh, we had intended to have this big launch party up at the publisher, and then of course couldn't do it because you can't get groups together. So the marketing manager suggested Facebook Live, and I was like, oh, "Facebook Live, the technology. What if it doesn't work? I don't know how to do this." But we thought, you know, I'm going to put my yes on the table. Maybe we'll reach people who never could have come to a physical event. And would you believe that within a week there had been like 2,500 views? We, we couldn't, my husband co-hosted it with me and I said, we're kind of like the zany reality show, but it was fun. We gave things away. We answered comments. We played games. It was sort of like inviting people into our home on a Thursday night. And uh, if people are interested in seeing it, I have a YouTube channel that, and I think there's two subscribers, <laughs> but um, they can always just go to Maggie Rowe, Maggie Wallen Rowe on YouTube and watch that if they'd like to. But anyway, I'm happy to have everybody visit my online home. I will subscribe to your channel Yay, too. Thank you. You'll be my third. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you, you. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, as a younger woman to a little bit older woman, that part of the reason I love this book so much is because you're because of your age, you know, you you are mentoring and you're actually showing people a little bit of wisdom that like say I don't even have you know because that's a lot <laughs> you know what I mean I mean and so and so just be blessed in that you know I, I just want you to know that I love you and Thank I'm you. proud of you it, it's really my belief Stacy, that everybody needs a mentee somebody they're mentoring mm -hmm. and it 
could be somebody younger or even just spiritually younger. And mm -hmm. we all need a mentor. Most of my mentors have been like dead people who wrote books, people right. who are not dead, but who wrote books that I'm still reading. I was blessed to have an older pastor's wife who is still my mentor. I'm 67. She's 80, I think. And she still sends me notes of encouragement and responds to every blog post that I write. Name is Gail. And I'm so grateful for her. But but especially being stuck at home right now, as so many of us are, how do we build into others' lives? So I'm just so grateful God gave me the chance to write this life we share so that women at any season of life could pick it up and say, oh, she's insecure. She feels like she's faking it. She has blown it with her friendships. She cries a lot. She struggled with anxiety. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully they can find hope and help and feel like they're not alone. And that's, that's the key theme of the book. You are not alone. That's right. It's awesome. All right. I have already stolen extra time from you. So, oh. <laughs> well, I so appreciate this time and just want to give a blessing to any of your followers, viewers, listeners, however people are accessing our conversation tonight. I believe that they joined us for a reason and God had these few moments to encourage them and to strengthen their heart, let them know they're not alone and that there is hope and help to be found. And um, we did this with, obviously with them in mind. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the opportunity, Stacey Lynn. I, I don't take this for granted at all. Uh, well, to have these moments with the platform that you've built over the years. Well, <laughs> you're welcome. You know, <laughs> it's it's my pleasure. Trust me. It really is. There's my hug. There it is. Yay, virtual hug <laughs> or however they do it like this. I'm not very good at doing those little heart things. But uh, little heart anyway, thing. and much love to all of your, I never know whether to say viewers. I know some people listen, some are viewing, but either way, I just hope they know right now we're thinking of them. And yeah. that God is with them. That's what Emmanuel means, God with us. That's how we're going to get through this pandemic. God yes. is with us. And he is the God of the second chance. And the God who loves us and accepts us just as we are. So, Amen. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're welcome. Okay. Take care. I will. You too. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Bye. Okay, so everybody, that that is Maggie, just so you know, people. And like I said, you need to get this book. You really do. I'm telling you, if you enjoyed the few stories that we shared, that you're gonna you're gonna totally love the rest of the book. Um, and and it's really a little Bible study in here. There's 52 of them, so you can do one a week if you if you really read slow. You know what I mean? So, uh, and you know, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. So that's what I'm going to say. And I'm going to take my headset off now because I don't need it anymore. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I, I, uh, okay, wait, hold on a second. My thing just, do I have to unmute myself on here? No. I'm going to stop that and I'm going to, I'm going to hit stop over here. Wait, hold on people. I'm doing one thing here that I need to do. Randall, I do thought you, you were multitasker. I am. Well, it, this thing just stopped up. So, all right. So I just had to, Maggie just left. So I had to make sure. <laughs> What'd you think? Did you like what she had to share? Isn't she awesome? I love her. Yeah. Very, very good stuff. It's the book is great. I can't wait to have people read it. And so that they can go, so that they can understand why I'm so, I, so I love it so much. Did you want to say anything else? 
Because I got stuff to say if you don't. Just saying. Well, hey, you're the you're the host. Well, you're a sweet and lovable host, so fire away. I try to be sweet and lovable. There's debates among certain people about whether yeah. or not that's true or not. <laughs> but anyway, I uh. Uh, I wanted to, you know, thank you guys for tuning into the show and, you know, just put out there that if you would like to support our show um, from here on out, believe it or not, I believe our, our donations are tax deductible under Heart Tug International. And I want to let you know, well, hopefully, I shouldn't say that for sure. We don't have our 501c3 yet, but hopefully we'll be getting that soon. And you can go and donate over through our website, biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. And if you go there... Um, you know, that would be super, super cool. The other thing I wanted to kind of share with you guys, um, I was, I was sharing with, um, some people recently, you know, if you know me, you have probably gotten a card from me or an email or something from me at some point. I love writing. I, it's one of my, my favorite things to do is to write people, to encourage them. Um, I'm not a big tooting my horn about like, all the people that I write and stuff, because I don't think it's really anybody's business. But I just found this really great service that makes sending cards really fun, easy, and affordable. And I wanted to show you some of the cards from Send Out Cards that that you can literally go online. This is how this works. You can go online. You can um, you can actually pick the card that you want to send type a message in it, put a picture in it or anything, you know, like a screenshot of something, whatever. And then you can send that card to your, to your friend. And you don't need, you don't even have to go to the post office cause you can pay for the postage and everything online. So if you're somebody, especially after reading this book, um, I want you to know that, um, one of the, the best ways to encourage people is through the word, you know, and I don't think it's a mistake that God said in the beginning was the word and, you know, and he's, he, and he spoke, you know, and he used words to encourage people. So, so here's just a couple of the cards. Today's good mood is sponsored by coffee. And then on the inside, it says, um, what's it say? I can't see it. Now yours can be too. <laughs> uh, that's a nice card. It's a send out card, you know, send out card. Uh, you can check that out. There's one that that I that Tug sent us after he died. He was in heaven, and he he sent me a card for with send out cards. He even sent me some brownies. Yeah, he did. <laughs> okay, I sent it myself. I admit it. In his name, uh, this was a card that somebody sent me. Uh, this is uh, uh, Don. That's right. <laughs> I just had a brain fart. Anyway. So yeah, this is a social distancing card. It's kind of cool. So there's me and there's Don. And, you know, he put me in there and, and him. And, and and then he wrote me a nice message. And on the inside, he actually put a picture of our uh, meeting for, on Zoom in there. Is that kind of cool? You're not going to throw these cards away when somebody sends you a cool card. And then on the back, you can see, you know, what he put on the back. He put his picture. So that's kind of a fun card. I actually recently just got this card from a friend of mine. They sent it to me uh, because I uh, opened up Heart Tug International. They actually screenshot that and they, they put a picture of Tug in there for me, which was super cool. Really, really meaningful. And then on the back, they put some of their, their animals so I could, ha I could see their, their dogs, which was super cool. Another thank you card from somebody. 
and they branded it on the back with their business card. Um, and inside of it, they put a picture of me and them. I mean, isn't this cool? How, I mean, how many of you, just out of curiosity, hate getting your mail because it's always bills? Uh, yeah, I don't like that. I like to get some encouraging stuff. Yes, you can. And, and on the inside, it's blank. You can fill it out to whatever you want. Um, that's one card. This is a true friendship card. My friend uh, Coach Mo sent me this card, which is really cool. She's Coach Mo on the back. Um, and this one says, starting somewhere now is better than starting somewhere later. I mean, isn't that pretty? I love this. It's a pretty card. And inside, there, I think this one's blank as well. Yeah. Um, for those of you, uh, it says here, everyone wishes that you were their mom. And then on the inside, it says, including me. So if you have somebody who is, you know, special to you. A as mentor. A, that... Yeah. The perfect card. And this one actually comes in different colors. You can pick a different color because it gives you the option. You can have it be blue or green um, and all that. Um, and, and these are just a handful. This is literally about 12 cards, right, of the cards they have. This is a patriotic card with a quote from Roosevelt, I think. Kennedy. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. Um, this one says there are no words and on the inside it says only love and it's just really simple. Very pretty though. For the, for our times today during COVID where you can't see people, I should have hugged you tighter and longer the last time I saw you. Tell you what, if I had known that I wasn't going to be able to see my dad and hug my dad for five, six months already, I would have totally, (laughs) you know, did that and inside it's blank so you can write your your own words and this one tips for mindfulness meditation this one has actually the tips in it so that's kind of neat you can do that life begins at the end of your comfort zone and this one is white as well it comes in a white background um, with a different color font and that's that's blank inside and then my friend Connie actually sent me this one after Tug died she snagged the picture from my Facebook put it on the front and then put this quote from Winnie the Pooh on there um, and it really 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 is cool so um, I want to invite you to check out send out cards um, you can go to my link if you want um, and just check it out and if you get in touch with me I can actually have you send out a card free you don't even have to pay for it uh, you can pick and do a card of your own and just and just send somebody a card for free. Isn't that awesome or what? With send out cards. So here's what you do. You need to go to sendoutcards.com uh, and I'm going to give you the URL, which I didn't give Bareface in the beginning because um, I was busy doing some other stuff. But um, And I don't know if anybody is commenting anywhere because I haven't actually looked. Um, uh, Facebook has been... A little bit active. Okay, that's probably because Maggie shared it, probably. With Jerry and Carol. Okay, cool. Read the comments while I'm trying to bring this up. My computer's frozen at the moment. Well, they lost... They, they're out of contact, so Jerry says, Hi, guys. Me either. Cool. God bless. This is great. Uh, Carol said, Hi. And they said hello to each other. And Jerry said, Amen. So, you know... Okay. I didn't want to interrupt the conversation, and so I can't tell you at this point at what points in the interview those were. But we finally acknowledged you. Aren't you happy about that? 
it's hard. You know, when I have a guest, I it's I try to focus on the guests and then, of course, the audience after, you know, afterwards. Over on Twitch, Mina0812 said hi. And then Suchakatsi or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what language it is, but hmm. hopefully I didn't say anything unfamily friendly there. If you did, nobody will know. All right, I'm waiting for my computer to stop freezing up people. You know that? Yeah. You know how cool it is that I get a guest that Janet Parshall has on her show? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wouldn't wouldn't be the first time. It'd be like the 80th time. <laughs> no, it's probably the millionth time. It's probably... <laughs> probably a million. In the hundreds, anyway. It, it's, it's pretty... I'm probably... Probably. All right. So let's see here. Where can I tell you to go? Maybe you can put this on the on the screen. Um, let's see here. Yeah, if you go to, well, I'll just make it easy. So just go to sendoutcards.com forward slash U. That's the letter U. Forward slash Stacy Lynn. And that's S-T-A-C-Y-L-Y-N-N, people. There's no E in my name. Um, if you go there, or just contact me directly, and then I can just send you a link, and and I can send you a link so that you can do your own card and do it for free. Because it's super cool. I'm just saying. You know, last month I sent out like 100 cards or something, and um, between Randall and me, we, we, um, we did that. So I want you to kind of become an encourager more than a discourager. There's so many people out there that that are just complainers. And honestly, you know, one of the, I'm just be honest, one of the things that I've done lately is I've just stopped responding to people who are really negative. I just can't deal with it. There's too much negativity in the world. And if all you're going to do is complain, I don't need to listen to it. Just say it. You can go somewhere else and, and just, you know, just, um, is there a reason you're putting that up? to irritate you and distract you okay <laughs> and if you believe that someone needs to hear ephesians 5 right now ah <laughs> uh, anyway uh, i don't know if periscope's having a problem it seems like it's it's been kind of dead over here i was gonna put up that url what is it again all right sendoutcards.com forward slash I want to make sure because mm. I just shut it. Um, Forward slash you. Let's see. I want to make sure that it says that. Slash. Forward slash Stacy Lynn. Make sure it goes to the right place. Yep. What it will do is it will uh, tell you all about, you know, what send out cards is and stuff. And it, if you scroll down, it will tell you how much it costs to do it. There is a $0 a month. You don't have to join one of the one of the actual packages um you can select that sign up go in there look for the cards you want there's lots of cards they're all in different categories and then you can just send one out there you go i mean it will cost you something but i can but if you contact me then there's a way i can send out a card for you free so do that it'll be fun imagine the life that you touch when you write them a card that really has nothing to do with anything that you want. You just want to bless them. I mean, just the card, not, you know, really. 
What? I think my cat is hungry, people. Yeah, he is. And... <laughs> you want me... Do you, do you want to say something to the audience? Okay, come here. It's your time to talk, cat. Alright. Share with us what's on your heart. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say something. You have the mic. Yeah, you do. Do you want to say anything? Gideon is now our special guest cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He has come here to talk about a cat's life and and all that. So, does the cat have your tongue or what? Go ahead. Share Mr. Gideon. For the podcast listeners to listening to this right now, if you've gotten this far, you need to know that my cat is sitting in my lap with his mouth you know, next to the microphone, and he's decided not to talk since I have his, uh, you know, I have him. And, uh, but he is a snarky little cat. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you know how to ruin a show, don't you? Yeah, you do. But that's okay. I love you anyway. I love you regardless if you are a good cat or not. And the fact that you are a cat suggests that you're not. Just so you know. All right. I love him anyway. Just what it is. People, there are pe cat people, and there are people who are not cat people. People. There are people people. <laughs> and then there are dog people. People. Yeah, there is. I happen to be both. <laughs> I happen to be all three. Yeah, I do. I'm a cat person, a dog person, and a people pe person. Right, Randall? Yeah, what All you right. said. I'm dying here. Okay, look, we got eight minutes left of this show. You better finish it off. This this coming from me as though I can feel <laughs> half an hour in a problem. It could even feel twenty minutes. I could. I could, okay? Just saying. It's not that hard. Good. Hey, I'm... <laughs> Unless I'm going through a Bible passage, I have a hard time filling up time, but um Yeah. But uh, when going through a scripture, I have no problem keep talking, but have problem people staying around to listen. But that's how it goes, you know. Well, you know what it is? When you're not talking about politics or Donald Trump or masks or COVID or anything negative and depressing, a lot of times people don't tune in. Because they've been conditioned to... Right. And it's really Listen sad to, to me. It's so sad because this book is so good. This Life We Share is such a good book. This is a great book, and I'm not kidding you. I've I already told you that, and um, you need to get the book, people. Just go get it. So anyway, we should uh, do the bloopers now at the in the last five minutes. It's kind of funny because you told everybody we're going to wait till the conclusion of this song, and I'm like, okay, that's good. And then at that time, I'll unmute our guest and bring that screenshot up. And then while the song was still playing, so without further ado, Maggie. <laughs> so I was just so excited. Hey, you have to understand, so, Maggie so, and so me. So we ended up with the 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 volume mixer on the screen. I, yeah, I so, know. But, yeah, which you know, whatever. It you know, it's funny because tricky, tricky, tricky. It, well, I don't think people know what goes into doing this. Uh, First of all. Doing a show is not easy. That's why Real Radio, they have two or three producers for each host. 
You know, you have an engineer who runs an engineering board. You got producers. You got people who to do the scheduling. You got, I mean, you got a team of people. And here it's just me and Randall. Yeah. And yeah. I do all the booking scheduling. I'm the on-air talent. The There just, you are. That's me. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> I mean, I don't think people know. But except for the fact that I am highly talented and gifted by God. That's why talent I'm, unknown from God. Just like Rush Limbaugh. Uh, <laughs> so I have a lot more hair than he does. But but no, having Maggie on was so cool. I wanted to have her on Dude. for the whole hour. I it took everything in me to, to cut that interview off. But she kept talking when I was trying to wind it up. So I was like, Yes, yeah. Maggie, woo! I but I didn't want to take her whole hour because, you know, that's rude. And you know, as a host, you're supposed to <laughs> cut it off and good good host just cut off the interviews like like that and you know see like janet partial she has somebody turning on music tuning it up you know and, and then going to a break well we don't have those we have us yeah we do so anyway and, it, and it's right. cool i will say tyndale house though one of the things with tyndale house uh is that um, and why I got to know Maggie so well was because they were doing giveaways all the time for our audience. And, and Tyndale was doing this book thing with, with hosts for a long time um, until, unfortunately, they had to stop. And Nav Press, which is, you know, who published this book, you know, they have a lot of great books and stuff. I just think it's great. And she's right. This is a hardback book. I was surprised by that because you you don't see many hardback books. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, for them to, and a first-time author, really. Yeah. I mean, that's a big, that's a big risk. Mm-hmm. Because we know the publishing industry isn't what it used to be. Nope. Um, be it books or music, whatever. Um, <clears throat> you know, a book label, an imprint, if it especially is a big one, they're not going to take you on unless you've already proven that you can sell, you know, 3,000, 5,000 books. And then they'll put their name on it, you know, because there's a big ship. They don't turn quickly. And so, you know, when you've got a corporation like that, it's like, okay, if they're going to take on this author, they want to make sure they can get the return on it. Because it's not just like you and me running the show. It's hundreds of employees and there's an overhead and cost. It's like, if we're going to go to the trouble of printing books and distributing all that, there better be a return in it. So, you know, they'll, they don't, you know, this overnight success stuff. But no, you've, you've, you've proven yourself with thousands and then you go to paperback and then you're responsible for doing all your publicity on your own. Sure, they'll put their name on it and distribute it, but you're still, anyway. So this, this is really, I look at it as this is a really cool thing. She had an in that she was a publicist for them before. Right. And then they approached her and said, hey, why don't you write a book? She's like, really me? And then, and then for to them to take her on, take that risk, first time author, and to put it in hard cover, that's like a real vote of confidence on them. Well, not only that, but Beth Moore endorsed it, and so did Sandra McCracken, and those are two pretty big names in the Christian world. So, yeah. you know, it, you, if you got an endorsement from Beth Moore, which, by the way, Beth Moore's endorsement was, I love Maggie Wellam Rowe so much, and I'm so thankful for what God has called her to do. Um it's really not, it really doesn't say anything about the book, but what's inside though, she's got all these endorsements, which I didn't even talk about. She's got all these endorsements from people, Carol Kent, who we've had on the show, 
Um, I'm trying to see other people that I've had on. Hugh Hewitt endorsed this book. Um, let's see. There's some people I don't know. There's a lot of people I, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, anyway, that's it. That's as far as the people that I know, those two are the pe two people I know, but, but you know, I mean, it's, I think what I really like about it is there's just so much to it. She, every chapter, uh, or reflection as she calls it ends with, with what she refers to as, um, trying to get my page open uh, points of connection you know a lot of people are disconnected so she she has a couple of points of connection and then she gives numerous scriptures in them and if you take the time to actually look up the scripture then you're gonna you're gonna get a lot and there's lifelines in it uh, you know it's a lifeline and so it's it's um it's just it's me this is not fluff I mean, it's not C.S. Lewis, but it's not fluff. You know what I mean? It, it's it's wisdom from somebody who understands and who gets it. And she's got a great sense of humor. And it's very easy to read. And it's honest. That's what I like about it. Because it's, you know. And they did such a great job on the book cover, too. The book cover is beautiful. So, uh, anyway. <clears throat> so, that is our show, people. Tomorrow is Sunday. Randall, you're going to continue in the book of Jude, right? That's what the people voted for. Yes. And by the way, I'm doing a Bible study in the book of Jude on Tuesday night. It's what a this, coincidence. It's this coming week. Uh, if you're... We don't study together. Huh? But we're not studying together. No, we're not. We're doing completely different studies. Yours is probably better than mine, but... No. <laughs> uh, but if you are free on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central Time and you want to be on Zoom, then... Uh, you know, get in touch with me. You can just get in touch through the website or or social media anywhere. And I'll invite you. I'll send you the link to get on to the Bible study. So there you have it, people, people. Have a good day. Have a good night. Thanks for tuning in to Bible News Radio. And as I always say, be bold, people. Stand up and go forth with God because he loves you. And that's what this is really all about. Wow. <laughs>